0: Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Hey there, welcome to another episode of She. This is going to be a short and sweet one, but hopefully an encouraging one. Sometimes I like to just do short shows that are just me chatting with you and just giving you a little pep talk in your ear. Um, We have a lot of awesome experts on this show and we dig deep into topics like women's health and decluttering and (laughs) finances and so many things. But occasionally I like to just toss in an episode that gives you a five or 10 minute quick hit of encouragement, inspiration, and motivation. And that's what this one's going to be today. So if this is your first time here, welcome. You've picked a great one to start with. And if it's not your first time here, welcome back. I would love if while you're listening, you drop us a rating or review, especially if you use the podcast app on an Apple phone. That would mean in the world to me, I love getting to read your feedback and just see what you're enjoying and what's serving you so we can give you more of that. And it just gives me a little encouragement in return. So all of that said, today, I want to dig into... To something that I recently shared a little bit about on social media. It's actually been a few months since I shared about it. And I want to dig into it a little bit more here. I want to talk about quitting a habit that I think so many of us subconsciously have. Like, I don't think it's a habit we intentionally try to have. I don't think it's something that we want to do, but it's something that I think we just kind of naturally struggle with sometimes. And that thing is bullying ourselves. So That may be a loaded uh, bomb to drop on you, but I'm just going to leave that there. Let's dive into quitting the habit of bullying ourselves. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Okay, so here's the thing. I think in a world of unrealistic beauty standards, and in a world where so many of us, most of us, all of us, <laughs> experience brokenness within our bodies, things like acne or illness. Or even loss within our bodies, especially as women. Women have this unique and incredible ability to be able to carry children, but women also, and many women share a very unique and difficult experience of knowing what it's like to experience loss or death within their own bodies without having died themselves. That is something men can never experience. And so there's this, you know weight that I think we carry of not only the fact that our bodies can be vessels of life, but that they can also experience the brokenness that can come not only through loss, but also through other things that both men and women experience like acne or illness or other things like that. And so I think in a world that is constantly showing us unrealistic beauty standards and and we're, where we're constantly faced with reminders of how other people may not struggle in that same area. We might see, see pictures of people all over the internet who seem to have flawless skin or may who seem to ha- have had no issues with things like pregnancy or childbearing or didn't have a traumatic birth or didn't have to have a C-section or didn't have a loss or whatever. Or we see people who are, you know, super thin or super toned or whatever and we don't feel like we fit that. Whatever maybe maybe they're super healthy and they've never experienced illness like it seems like we mostly see that, right? Everywhere. Everything that seems to be the opposite of maybe what our lived experiences, what our current circumstances are, whether that's struggling with weight or acne or illness or loss or all of the above, and it can begin to lead us to not only compare ourselves but to critique our bodies and even question If they are a gift, if they're even good. And so the first thing I want to encourage you with is to remember that the reflection that you see in the mirror is truly the fingerprint of God. And what I mean by that is that, you know, biblically we are taught and the the truth biblically is that we are made in his image, right? Like we are a imprint or a reflection of our creator, of the God of the universe. So I like to think of it as like, there's like God's fingerprints all over me, even though you can't physically see those, like in his molding and making of us on each one of us, it's like his fingerprint, his image is all over it. And so what that means is so quickly, like, yes, there's also... We've also been touched by brokenness in this world. But I think sometimes we can fixate on the aspect of what is broken and miss the fact that we also have the fingerprint of God all over our being, and that's eternal. Another thing I want to say is that perfect bodies don't exist, but unrealistic beauty standards make us think they do. The the internet, social media, all the things, even like the curated imperfection we see a lot of. All of that makes us think like, oh, even the person who kind of struggles, like they're cute about their struggle. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's like, oh, but they're like cute about their struggle. Mine's not cute, right? And I think that's just the nature of the internet. And I don't say that to villainize or demonize the whole world of social media or what people choose to share or anything like that. Trust me, I'm not because the reality is in fact I think we've tried to create an alternate reality where we think we can make social media the the place where we can be our most vulnerable and real selves but the problem with that is like is there, is there is there anything wrong with authenticity and vulnerability on social media absolutely not i think it's incredible and when done tactfully and carefully and 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 well with the right intent and the right heart it can be a really good powerful beautiful thing but i think it has to be done with caution and with wisdom, because the reality is you can only be so real on the internet, right? Even if you're showing a make makeupless photo, even, it's it's a, it's a moment in time, right? And even if you're sharing your story, there's aspects of your story. There's a lot of raw details that you probably won't share. And that is actually wise. That doesn't make you fake. That doesn't make anyone fake. You know, It may not be you who's sharing it, but it may be somebody you're looking at. And so I think not only do we stumble into the world of curated imperfection because this whole like the real movement kind of sells in a way. And I understand why. Like I'm not saying that that's a bad thing that it sells. I think it's good that we crave authenticity and real, you know, what what what's more real and what's less fake. However, it can quickly kind of start teetering the line in between. Is that even actually real? Or is that just, you know, kind of a curated imperfection to make us think it's real? It's hard to know. I guess my point is, in the world of, you know, unrealistic beauty standards and even all the efforts to be more positive about imperfections and our bodies and everything else. I think even those efforts that we see, at least digitally can only be so real anyway, even if they're making the effort to be more authentic and show the real picture and not just the, you know, airbrushed and toned and quote unquote unrealistic perfection. Right. So I guess my point is when you see those things, whichever you see, it's so easy to look at them and go, okay, but even though she's kind of got that struggle, like at least it's cute. Like she does a good job of making it seem cute and funny and, you know, quirky and whatever. And I'm over here like dying. Right. And I felt that way before and I'm sure you have too. And so, you know, that's why I say like unrealistic beauty standards make us think they do. And sometimes those unrealistic beauty standards don't look like they did in early two thousands or even 10 years ago or five years ago. I think we've come a long way in trying to expose and change the industry of, you know, beauty and health and all of that in many ways. And social media has been a great catalyst for some of those movements. But at the same time, often we're exposed to kind of a curated imperfection too. And that can make us feel like, yeah, but even the other people who struggle don't struggle as much as me or don't have it as bad as me or haven't had, but here's the reality. Like you take away all the screens and all the things that kind of create that disconnect and that separation and allow us to kind of, be selective about, about what we do choose to share and how we choose to share it, which is only wise because it's a very public platform and the whole world doesn't isn't owed that. The downside to that is if that's what we're consuming and that's the only community we're in or that's what we're exposed to when it comes to other people who may share a similar struggle. It can still make us feel like, well, there's this cute and mine isn't, right? And we criticize and we compare and all of that. We criticize ourselves, we compare, all of that. So I guess my encouragement through that is make sure that even if you're not looking at what we typically think of as unrealistic beauty standards, you know, the size zero model, the perfect skin, the, you know, non airbrush cellulite, like all that, like that's, or the airbrush cellulite, like that's all the stuff we think of as unrealistic beauty standards. But I think also through these movements on social media, it can also create this like new level of comparison and confusion because it's like, well, Everyone else has the same struggle, but they look good doing it and I don't, right? <laughs> so um, I think it comes in kind of a indirect way at times, at times, not all the time, but at times. And so I just want to encourage you like, to be aware of that as well and to identify, like, wait a sec, i I'm still comparing myself to online the, the online version of someone's experience where I may not have all the details. They may not be able to share everything or choose to share everything. And I can't fault them for that. I just have to remember that they are being wise in how they're using public platform, right? And so my best encouragement to you is like, get involved in a real community of like other people who are actually in your life who are struggling with acne or sharing a similar, walking through a similar season or experiencing a similar illness or have a loved one who's experiencing that because then you really do get to connect in the messy and the hard and realize like, oh, it's just as not cute for them as it is for me, right? That's not to say you can't follow those online who inspire you who have walked a similar path, but you're only going to get certain certain aspects of that because of the nature of that, of the internet, if that makes sense. And as someone who's walked through a pretty messy, hard story and experienced brokenness within my body and my body image and all of that, even when I share that story in the internet and with you guys, there's aspects of it that I don't share. There's some really gory details that I've never put out there and will never publicize because that is a line I'm not willing to cross, right? So there's just certain things that's like, okay... I have to make sure that I am involved in real community so I can see the real experience, the raw experience that others might be having, um, which can be hard to find. I will validate that. You may not find it overnight or immediately, but I guess my point is try to prioritize that over only following other people's stories or experiences online, be inspired by those, be encouraged, be uplifted. Like there, There's a time and place for that. But if that's the only place you're looking, you're going to quickly downward spiral and compare yourself and criticize yourself more. Did you know that 85% of the grass-fed beef in stores is imported from overseas? I know. I was shocked when I found that out too. You would actually struggle to find American meat in the store, even if you tried. Here's why. The product of the USA tag isn't exactly what you think it is. Foreign countries can actually process their meat here and then label it like it came from the USA when in reality, it was only processed here. Because of these labeling laws that favor foreign imported meat, over 100,000 independent American farms and ranches have closed since 2015. Good Ranchers has been turning this around for four years now by selling 100% American meat. When they say product of the USA, they mean it and can prove it. As I've been on my wellness journey over the last year or two, one thing that I've become really conscious about is where I'm sourcing my food. I want to know where it's coming from, the quality that it truly is. And it can be hard to find companies that do what they actually say they're doing and that are reliable and trustworthy. And that provide the quality. So what I love about good ranchers when I discovered them recently is that not only do they support American farms and their 100% American meat, but they also only sell steakhouse quality. Their beef is all USDA graded prime and choice, which is the highest grades beef can receive. Good Rancher sells the best steaks, gourmet burgers, chicken, seafood, and more. And you can even get those crave-worthy boning cuts like T-bones, porterhouses, and ribeyes from them. Plus, their pre-marinated chicken makes meal prep so easy and tasty, which takes the stress out of dinner making. And I am all about stress-free and efficiency when it comes to meal prep and nourishment and all the things we have to do with our lives to feed ourselves and live the busy lives that we do. On top of that, Good Rancher's is also about half the price of those other online meat, guys. Your dollar just goes further with them which I love. And I just wish I would have learned about this brand so much earlier in my journey, but here we are. We know about it now. Lastly, Good Ranchers donates 10 meals to families in need for every box purchased so you can do good and eat good at the same time. They have donated over 500,000 meals to date and since they started, which is amazing. If you want to give Good Ranchers a try, which I highly recommend doing, go to GoodRanchers.com slash Jordan and save $20 or better yet, subscribe and save on each box of mouthwatering American meats that will show up on schedule right to your door. Again, get $20 off and free express shipping if you go to GoodRanchers.com slash Jordan or use the code Jordan at checkout. That's $20 off and free express shipping at GoodRanchers.com slash Jordan. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The Game Changer? Upgrading to High Quality Affordable Pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she thrivemarket.com slash she. Another thing I want to say is that your body is not your identity. Hear that again. Your body or your skin or your face or your stretch marks is not your identity and outward appearance is not the primary source of beauty. And we know that like it sounds kind of cliche, but I just wanted to reiterate that because I think sometimes we see ourselves in the mirror. Right. Like we see the face staring back at us. We see the body staring back at us, all of that. And that's kind of sometimes I think what we link to our identity, like what we see and what we know we look like and who we are and the body we live in. It's so interconnected with our soul and our mind that we sometimes I think make the body our identity when the body is really just a vessel or a vehicle that carries. Our identity who that that tr- that moves us around that allows our identity to live move and be but it alone is not our identity that's like if we got into a car and the car is our vehicle that's transporting us from point a to point b allowing us to get you know different places in the world it is a vehicle it is a tool that we utilize right that we have as a gift the car might have some dents in it it might have some scratches it might you know have some things that need to be repaired on the inner, on the inside with the engine or whatever. But it's, the point is you would never say like, I am the car, right? You're separate from the car. The car is the vehicle. It's the vessel that allows you to live, move and be and, and interact with the world and society around you. You kind of have to think of your body that way too. And think of your soul as the driver or the person in the car. Suddenly you can kind of make that disconnect of like, yes, my body is a part of who I am and a part of me, but it is not my identity. And it is not the primary source of my beauty. Another thing I want you to know is and just remember is that someone you compare yourself to may appear to be flawless on the outside while battling a health issue on the inside that isn't obvious at first glance. A great I mean, not a great example, but an accurate example of this would be something like chronic illness. Like I think of a friend of mine from college and you know, she really struggled with some chronic pain. And there was times I had to take her to the hospital to like get pain medications because it was that bad. But you would look at her and think she's completely fine you would look at her and think like, well, she's beautiful and healthy and a dancer and young and fit and like, she's okay. Right. So it's so easy to be like, well, and she had great skin and whatever. And it's like, it's so easy to look and be like, well, they appear to be relatively flawless. Like, but you might not know or see what could be going on in the inside. You could be looking at someone who looks totally fit and healthy and glowy. And they just have the perfect skin and the perfect body, whatever that means. And you might not know that they're battling some sort of chronic illness or that they just lost a pregnancy or whatever. So remember that the things you that may appear flawless on the outside, there's a lot you may not be seeing on the inside, even if it's someone you know and love dearly and think you know everything about. Another thing that I just ultimately want to get to, I guess my point in all of this is like, yes, steward your body well. Do the things you can, but remember, and I've had to learn this the hard way a lot of the last year on my wellness journey, because I can be somebody who like goes all in a hundred percent. Like if I'm going to get healthy or I'm going to do something to support myself. It's like, I am not messing around. I am giving 110% until we get the result we want. But what I've had to learn a lot and just be reminded of is that you can drink all the green juice and eat all the kale and do all the exercises and sleep all the sleep, but your body will still be imperfect because it lives in a broken world. And that's a hard pill to swallow for some of us, especially those of us who are determined to like, I'm going to heal it. I'm going to get it great. And we can make great progress and we can optimize our bodies in many ways. And we can definitely make improvements and maybe even, you know, put certain things into remission or you know, get rid of certain symptoms or struggles that it has. But at the end of the day, we could do all of that work and it's work worth doing. I will advocate for that. It's not that you don't want to do it. It's just remembering like, I can do all of this and there could still be something that pops up. There could still be some, I'm still not like immune to illness or hardship or struggle or whatever. And so it's like, you can do all the things to support your health and well-being, which I advocate for doing, but we have to have the healthy mindset and the reminder that like, but my body's still not going to be, it's not going to like reach this pinnacle of perfection. If I just check all the boxes, like it will still be imperfect because we live in a fallen and broken world. But the good news is that perfection was never a requirement to live a life of purpose and to fulfill your purpose. And I think that's ultimately what we need to remember is like when we, re- when we remove our identity from our bodies or our skin or what we look like or whatever one given day after another or another, we're able to kind of separate our purpose from our appearance and from our physical ability or whatnot and understand that it is it transcends so much deeper than just skin deep or, you know, even what our bodies specifically does or doesn't do or feels like or whatever, like, is it important to try to take care of our bodies so that we are best equipped to live out and carry out our purpose and have the energy and the vitality and all of that too. Absolutely. Like I talk about this all the time and I will continue to talk about how important that is. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't do those things. I'm not saying it's not important. It's just operating with the mindset of like, even though I'm going to do all these things or I'm trying to do the right things to support my body and to take care of it and to steward it and take care of my skin and all that, Like all of that's important but I just have to come to grips with the reality of like, I might improve things. I will support it as best I can, but I live in a fallen world and there will still be imperfections in spite of my best efforts. And I think once we can come to terms with that, it's not always a fun thing because we want our efforts to feel like they pay off completely and we get to an A plus status and you know, there's never any issues ever again. But I think when we can come to grips with that, there's also a sense of freedom that comes with it. It's like, okay, it's not up to me to make my body perfect. Like that isn't my job on this planet. Like my purpose is not rooted in that. It's my job to steward it well, to make sure that it can support me as best as possible, um, to give it what it needs, you know, all of that. But when I start kind of trickling in or, or, you know, kind of seeping into the camp or the extreme of, if I do all of this, I will be able to control all facets and all factors and nothing can go wrong and it'll be perfect. And I'll finally look like we're almost chasing a moving target because every time you think you've arrived where you're at the weight you want to be at, or, you know, the, you have the hair you want, you have the, whatever you want, there could be something else that goes wrong. Right. Or there could be a life event that creates immense amount of stress and trauma that can take a toll on your body physically, you know? And so it's like, yes. Take care of it as much as possible so that those events have maybe less impact that they would have so that, you know, you're prepared for the long, hard days and things like that that can happen. However, the reality is there's so much that is outside of our control. And so that's why I say like perfection isn't the goal. Purpose should be the goal. And purpose, not only in terms of like carrying out and living our purpose, but also just a purposeful approach. An approach to stewarding our bodies and caring for our bodies and our skin and our minds and our wombs and our organs and all the things as well as we can so that we can fulfill a purpose that is bigger than ourselves that goes beyond having, you know, the attainable, desirable or not, the unattainable, but desirable or quote unquote, you know, mm-hmm perfect which i hate that word for this but perfect body that we idolize whatever that perfect body looks like to you to you that may be tall and and lean like ballerina type or to you that might be more athletic and muscular and you know toned and built or to you that like my, to you that might look curvy like regardless my point is whatever your standard of perfection is if that's what your purpose is for why you're stewarding your body or why you're trying to take care of your skin or why you're trying to heal whatever it might be like that misses the mark. But if you have your eyes fixed on a God-given purpose, fixed on something bigger than yourself, fixed on Jesus, honestly, then everything else becomes a purposeful, you become accustomed to and committed to a purposeful existence and a purposeful stewardship and a purposeful pursuit of whatever it is that you're pursuing. And you will do so in such a way that stewards the body you have, makes wise choices, fuels it properly, nourishes it properly, but doesn't put your identity or your whole sense of purpose or meaning or worth in the appearance that's staring back at you in the mirror. So I guess my encouragement in all of this is the next time you go to critique yourself or put yourself down or doubt your body's ability or, per- or, or beauty or whatever, please pause and say, it is not my job to bully myself. It is my job to support this body, to give it what it needs, to fuel it with the fuel that it needs to get me from point A to point B, to allow me to live, move, and be, to carry out my purpose. But I don't have to pursue perfection. I need to make sure that I am pursuing and prioritizing purpose. And the good thing is perfection was never a requirement for a life full of purpose. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleeduley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.